Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 7710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. In the blue TV screen light. I drew a map of Canada. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Great Joni Mitchell singing about Canada. Because that's where she's from. Pride and where she's from. Joining me now is someone who's very prideful of where she's from. The great Heather Alley. Heather, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Ah, thanks, Doc. You know, I'm up. And I have a two-month-old. Oh, you're up already. Wow. I keep on patrol. Oh. I want to talk about what you do here in Los Angeles, but first I need everyone to know who you are and where you came from, what your dad did for a living, and your history. Uh, I discovered you by going shopping at the best butcher shop in Los Angeles in Manhattan Beach, and there was a, a brochure for surfing lessons. And that's how I got to know you from seeing that brochure. So teach us, who are you and where are you from? Um, I'm Heather, and I teach surfing full-time, and I teach private and small group lessons and down the California coast and also trips to Hawaii and Costa Rica and beyond. Um, And I grew up on the big island of Hawaii, which is super special. Um, I think, did you, have you been there? I go uh, four times a year for long before you were born. (laughs) Hey, man, you're not that much older than I am. Uh, yeah, I'm a lot older than you. <laughs> you know, I went to Hawaii for the very first time in 1983. Um, I did a fourth-year uh, rotation at Queens Hospital in cardiology, of all things, even though I'm an orthopedic surgeon. But as soon as I stepped onto the lava rock, I realized... This is like home for me. I don't know why. I'm a Jewish guy from New York. What the hell am I feeling this way for? But I could feel the spirit of aloha come up through my feet, go up my ankle, into my knee, into my hip, into my heart. And I've been stuck with it ever since. And there's something about it that I think particularly in a crisis time like now, we all need to learn what the spirit of aloha is. We all need to learn about Dukahanamoku and the blessings of what the ocean in Hawaii brings to us. And that's the big reason why, Heather, you're my guest today, because we need you more than ever. Oh, well, thank you so much. I mean, who would have thought that we would be where we are today when we spoke two weeks ago? Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. No I, idea. It's unreal. And yeah, I mean, I'm just hanging on to nature and surfing and, you know, like I always have, you know, to just kind of help you know, help me get through it, which I think a lot of people are, you know. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's just what Hawaii is, really. It's just, you know, it's big nature. It's big, it's very spiritual. The people are very humble and very kind and, and generous. And, you know, I think that's what aloha is. You know, you look out for each other and, you know, you, you appreciate each other and you appreciate nature. And, um, I mean, that's really what it's all about, I think. I want you to listen to Kalani Rob talking about Rel's son, the Queen of Makaha. And uh, I want to hear what you think uh, about, not so much Kalani Rob, but certainly what her influence was on him and thousands of other young Hawaiian kids, but people in general. She's been a big influence on me 
And I'm not from Hawaii, but I want to hear what you think when you hear these words from Kalani Rob. I looked up to a lot of surfers for a lot of different reasons, of course. But um, I think the one that stood out the most for me was Auntie Rel, Rel Sun. To have her going out, like I was very young, but seeing her go on a rip, you're like, oh my God, like, that's insane. You know, she surfs as good as the guys do, like all the good guys, you know. Style's everything, I think, in surfing, because at the end of the day, whatever maneuver you do or barrel or whatever it may be, if it doesn't look stylish, it's kind of not very cool, you know, but Angerell was super good. Like, that's my biggest singer. I think everybody that I look up to has always had, like, really clean style. He's looking up to someone who'd help teach him how to surf. That's who you are. What does Rel's son mean to you? Oh, man, I mean, she she's like the godmother of, of surfing, you know, and the Aloha spirit, for sure. And I think she was the first woman uh, lifeguard in Hawaii as well, professionally. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, she's a legend, and so is uh, Kalani, I think, too. You know, I mean, I remember watching him surfing, you know, when I was growing up and being like, wow, I want to do that, you know. To teach a total stranger to surf and that moment where they stand up for the very first time, it's priceless, right? It goes right to your heart that you've you've given someone who's never done it before the gift. Uh, it's it's joy. I think, you know, in your message to me when you called me a couple weeks ago, you said just for the joy of it. And I think that's that's exactly what it is. When you ride that wave, it's pure joy. When you see somebody else ride that wave, it's pure joy. And especially for the first time, you know, and it's like, and you know, they just want to take it with them. And I think that, you know, the more joy, you know, the more better. <laughs> I want you to take us on a trip that you may have had. As a kid growing up on the Big Island, just take us with you in our mind's eye where you did something slightly mischievous, where you went to the lava flows, where you you experienced something that we would all love to be thinking about what that must have been like as a kid, something you did in the bushes of Hawaii growing up as a native Hawaiian. Oh, my God. Well, let me just try to choose one story. <laughs> That's what it really, I mean, you know, growing up on an island, there's nothing to do, you know. It's just, you're just outside running around, and, you know, you hope you love the ocean, which, thank God I did, um, because, you know, you just you just want to be outside running around all day barefoot, you know. Um, but I think <laughs> a big one, which I got in big trouble for, was <laughs> At 16, I think we were on Christmas break, and <laughs> my mom let me use the car and go to Kona and go surf. You know, there was a good swell running, and it was so good. And I was just like, hey, you know, can I just stay, you know, a couple days and, and surf or go back? And, you know, and she said, no, you have to come home and do your chores. And so I drove all the way home, which was an hour and a half, you know, down by South Point. And I did my chores, and I'm like, okay, can I go back? And she's like, no, why do you want to surf again? You just surfed. And so when, when she wasn't around, I actually took the car and went to Kona. And, <laughs> um, and then a cop ended up coming to my friend's house and saying, yeah, you know, your mom, you have to go home. <laughs> so I was grounded for like nine months. <laughs> it was worth it. It was totally worth it. We scored, you know, I wouldn't change it, even though, you know, it was a huge <laughs> consequence. So tell us about your business, your company, so that I can steer listeners to what you're doing. How do they get a hold of you? 
Uh, yeah, so my website is Soul Surf Sessions, which is S-O-U-L uh, dot com. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they can call me, text me, email me, um, you know, a- anything really. And we can talk about surfing and, mm-hmm. you know, if they want, they can come surfing. And I think the main thing is surfing is for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's anybody can surf if you have that desire to experience that joy and hopefully take it with you and keep surfing. Um, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the main thing. And like I said, I think the more of us that have, you know, the more joy there is, the better off we all are. And then it's just that net positive when you're feeling that you feel warm and you feel friendly and you feel caring and you want to share it you know with other people so what did your dad do for a living uh he used to be a cowboy at the dairy wow but yeah and uh a cowboy yeah (laughs) yeah growing up we had a couple horses and a pig and a goat wow how few dogs (laughs) it was like do you have any brothers and sisters i have a younger sister does she surf uh, she's dabbled a little bit, but she's not not obsessed like I am, like a lot of us are. Where did your obsession come from? When was the you remember the very first wave you caught? Yes. Tell me about it. Yeah, we were at a super special place uh, called Kaalualu down on the southern part of the Big Island, and I finally got a board. Somebody gave me a board. I always wanted to surf, and I didn't actually start surfing until I was fifteen. Wow. Uh, and I caught a wave, and I stood up for like half a second, and I was like, that's it. That's <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> and I'm going to keep doing that. Um, it, uh, it's been ever since, basically. Isn't it cool when you're doing some of that, whether you pick up uh, the piano or guitar, whether you pick up writing, whatever it is, and you feel that arrow, that Cupid just shot, go right through your chest, and you say to yourself, this is yeah. it. This is what I was destined to do, and whatever else I got to do with my life, it's so that I can do this. And I had that moment in 1983 when I stood on the very first wave in Hawaii, and I said, that's it. I I now have to do this. Amazing. And you never forget. Look at all the thousands of waves you've ridden since then, but you'll never forget that first one. No, and, and you actually remember a lot of waves. I mean, I remember good waves from, you know, 20 years ago. I mean, it's like, oh, my God, remember that one time? It was just, we were the only ones out. And that, <laughs> it was not so good, you know? So I always ask this question whenever I have someone who surfs on as a guest. And I've had Jerry Lopez and Sam George and Greg Knoll. Oh. I've had a Sean Thompson. I've had a lot of surfers as guests on the show over okay. the nine years. So I want to ask you one question. Tell okay. us about that moment where you were held down and you thought, that's it, you're not going to be able to come up. Did you have a near-death experience? Uh, yeah, I've had several. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, well, you know what's funny is, you you know, on your show you have a clip of uh, from Joni Mitchell, and mm-hmm. I remember one time at this great spot, Kahalu, I got, you know, I didn't really know what happened until after, but, yeah, I take off on this wave, and it's, it can be a really heavy, barreling wave. And next thing I know, I'm just hearing Joni Mitchell put up a parking lot in my head, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And I finally, like, I realized I got, like, hit in the head, and I came up, and oh. there was another couple waves coming in. And, you know, in Hawaii, it, the surf can get pick up super fast. Yep. Like, you know, if there's a big swell coming in, there's no continental shelf, and, 
you know, it's getting bigger and then you're like, oh my God, there's another reef a little further out that you didn't realize was there until he got this big. Hmm. Um, so there was another couple set, you know, set waves coming in. And I just remember being like, you know, you fight it and then eventually you just let go and you're just like, you just kind of surrender. And, uh, you know, when you're calm, your air actually lasts longer. So I think it's, you know, I don't know if you've ever gone bungee jumping or skydiving, but it's kind of like when you first are falling, you're like, oh, I'm falling. And then you kind of settle into it, and then it's almost, uh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but well. I would say overall, uh, now I, I know my limits, and I would say that, you know, the ocean can be big and powerful, and if you can avoid being in that situation, it's good. But, yeah, you'll probably be okay, even if you find yourself there. Mm. Um, and, you know, the waves have to be pretty big to get a, a long hold down. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going out in, you know, smaller waves, chances of that happening uh, are a lot less. I only have about a minute left, Heather, and I really – we all appreciate hearing just your energy. You're just fantastic. Jerry Lopez told me – if you can buy it with money, it's cheap. So look for the things in life that are priceless. Duke yeah. Hanamoku used to say, don't worry, the waves will come. Yeah. He taught us all about the aloha spirit. What is it that surfing teaches us in your mind? Um. Yeah, well, I mean, again, the first word that comes to mind is joy and gratitude and love um i think you feel you feel softer you feel connected you feel like you're a part of something that's just so much bigger than you are that you get to be a part of mm-hmm. um it, it's it's like home you know mm-hmm. it, it really is it's just kind of all all those good feelings together you know um and i think surfing you know any type of wave riding even just being in the ocean i think you feel that you know do you miss Hawaii or you love living in Los Angeles? I miss Hawaii, but you know, it's, it's, it's nice. I like the culture here. Yep. You know, there's more culture. I love food. I love music. I mm-hmm. love meeting, you know, so many awesome people like yourself. And, but yeah, I mean, Hawaii will always be home and I, I try to get home as much as possible because it's definitely there's no place like it. You represent the spirit of aloha beautifully and i want to thank you for joining us today you've made the world a little bit brighter for all of us this morning and thanks so much and i wish you well and as much as i can do to send people your way from the weekend warriors show i will thanks so much heather for joining us thank you my friend take care have okay. a great all right god bless ahui ho that's the great heather alley if you need a surf lesson here in los angeles she's the one to call coming up next i got to tell you what clachos are the dr clapper version of nachos to make at home, since we're all trapped in our houses now. What a dish this is. Clachos. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I have a Beatles wig on. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Listening to Joni Mitchell. Because she's from Canada. And it's in her songs and it's in her singing. Pride and where you're from. 
That's today's topic. All right, let's go to Anthony in Pasadena. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, Doc. Good morning. Always a pleasure. Thanks for staying on the line so long. I apologize. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. Uh, All right. How old are you, Anthony? Me? I'm 39. Oh, when's your big birthday? <laughs> I'll actually, actually, I'll be 39 in May, so I'm almost 39. Oh, okay. So, so you got it. You got a year of bliss, man. And then get ready for the. You're gonna have to call me every week by the time you turn forty. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> you know. And I'm so. 62, so I went through 40, 50, and 60. Oh my God! What are you gonna do for your 40th birthday? You have a plan? You know what? I think uh, I think I want to travel a little bit more when I turn 40. So uh, somewhere tropical and warm, and and where the oceans. Uh, have well, you ever so. been to Mount Rushmore? I haven't. All right. Let me tell you something. That's where you need to go. Turning 40 is a monumental birthday. You need to celebrate by seeing a monument. Do you know you can fit the Statue of Liberty into George Washington's nose? That's how big this thing is. (laughs) You don't need to go to Egypt to see the pyramids. We got our own pyramids right here. And they are at Mount Rushmore. Gutson Borglund, the sculptor who made Mount Rushmore, he had over 400 people working. They were miners. They were ranchers. And he made them become artists. And they built Mount Rushmore. Not one serious injury, not one fatality because of how careful he was. And his studio is still there in South Dakota where he trained these guys. It will blow your mind. You'll never forget it for the rest of your life. Go to Mount Rushmore. That's my advice. How can I help you? What's up? It sounds pretty amazing, actually. Um well, it's actually for uh, for my girlfriend. I'm calling for her because because uh, she's too shy to get on the radio. That's why. Well, I, I love listening to you in the morning, and I'm getting off work, so I, you know, I wanted to kind of give her some advice that that you kind of bring over to to all his listeners. So okay, thank you, um, thank you. But uh, she has a. We just got word that she's got a slip disc in her lower back, um, about six millimeters or so, or protruding six millimeters. Okay. Um, she gets these pains that shoots all the way down the left side of her leg. Yep. Um, and it's hard for her to sleep, and it just keeps getting worse. Um, when she went to go see the doctor, they've told her kind of a bunch of different things and pain management and therapists and look for a neurosurgeon and, and all that kind of stuff, but really no answers. So trying to figure out maybe what she can do to, to solve her problem a little bit. So there's a great line. I've got. I hope I get it right. Right, and I forgot who even said it. But doctors are are the doctor's role is to give you something to do while nature heals you. Something like that. So the bottom line is is don't just go for reduction of the symptoms, which is what the medical profession and the drug companies are all about, in my opinion. That everybody's going after the pain she has and the spasms and all the rest of it with drugs that are designed to go after pain and after the spasms and all the rest of it. The reality is, is you have to go after what's causing those symptoms, all right? Don't give me Robitussin if I'm coughing. I will feel better if I stop coughing. But if I'm coughing and it's because of a bacterial infection, you better give me antibiotics, okay? In other words, that'll stop you coughing faster than the Robitussin. So your girlfriend and if this was me 6 millimeters a big disc it's nothing to to mock and you know what she may end up needing surgery under the microscope but if it's my back before i let anybody touch me i'm going to try my best to not have surgery and how do you do that there've been all kinds of studies that looked at traction that looked like at all kinds of modalities for what to do with someone with a herniated disc in their lower back particularly a young person like your girlfriend this is 
needed to rest. The traction, all that does is it attaches you to all this equipment, but it forces you to not get out of bed. And ultimately, that's really the answer. What does that mean? You get up to go to the bathroom. You get up to eat. But other than that, two, three, four days, just stay in bed with a pillow behind your knees and don't move. You usually, and I mean 90% and more, will start to see it subside. The mistake people make is they start to feel a little bit better and they start to do stuff and they really get a rebound. But I, and this is my opinion, other people are welcome to their opinions, I hate cortisone. I don't want an epidural. I don't want pain management. I don't want... And that's what they're trying to... I know all that stuff exists, but I don't want that. I want to just shut it down, rest. That's it. Get up to go to the bathroom. Get up to eat. You're going to be a great boyfriend for her by doing all the stuff (laughs) that she don't have to do. And I will tell you, not 51%. I'm talking greater than 90% chance she's going to start for the first time to feel better. And I love pool exercises. No, don't even do pool exercises now. Just get it to quiet itself down. Because just like when you get poked in the eye, it gets red, it gets swollen, it hurts, right? Because of the swelling causes more pain. As she starts to feel better. The swe- because the swelling's coming down. She's still going to have the disc, but it's less of a size of a disc. Now, if she does this bed rest for a good week or two and doesn't feel any better, then yes, I wouldn't waste time with shots in the pain management. Then you need to see someone good who knows spines. And I'll give you a couple of names right off the bat from Cedars that I love. Terrence Kim, Robert Pashman, uh, Leon, uh, Lionel um, Hunt. These are great surgeons if you need one. Uh, Patrick Johnson. These are great surgeons that can operate on my spine if I need it. But guess what? I got a bad disc in my neck and I have not had anybody operate. I got a disc in my lower back. I have not had anybody operate because I do practice what I preach and I did not have steroids. So that's my advice for you to give her. But you've got some names now if you need them. Okay. Perfect. Thank you, Doc. And and I just want to say real quick, I'm born and raised in LA, third generation. And, um, you know, let you guys on the radio know that, you know, visit our local shops and visit our local restaurants because the big chains can last the, this wave that we're hitting right now. But the small business places that, that serve us every day, they're the ones that need some help. So go out there and, and travel L.A. for a little bit. Anthony, did you hear my recipe for clachos? I did. I did. <laughs> I, I'm actually a nacho fan, so I might try some of clachos later on. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Anthony. Thanks so much. Make it a thing that we all can do until this coronavirus gets the hell out of here. And this too shall pass. And thanks so much for the call. All right, we'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. Some of you tuning in now want to know, what is he talking about? What are clachos? I'm going to tell you what clachos are coming up next. It's a concoction of Dr. Clapper making nachos his own special way. I discovered it last Sunday after surfing. Oh, my God, is it delicious. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show. The number is 877-710-ESPN every Saturday morning here on 710 ESPN. I love surgery. I love art. I love sports. I love cooking. So last Sunday I was out surfing with my buddies and I got hungry. And I couldn't wait to get home because I wanted to make something special. What did I really want to eat? And all I had was some stale nacho chips. So I created something called clachos. Dr. Clapper's version of nachos. You bring it all together, and you get to take nachos and put your own spin on it. And they're called Clapper nachos or clachos. So this is how you do it. You take 
You can all have a toaster oven, take a strip of aluminum foil, and go to the cupboard and all those stale chips, lay them out on the aluminum foil. Let them touch each other. Crowd the aluminum foil for the toaster oven. Then slice some Monterey Jack cheese with the jalapeno. Put it in the toaster oven and let that cheese melt. What is it basically doing? It's gluing all of those separate chips together. I know what chili killies are. I get that. Here's the problem with chili killies. It's like matzo bread. It's like French toast. It softens the bread. It softens the chips. I don't want soft chips. I want crispy chips. So this was my challenge. I can make chili killies. I don't want to. I want crispy chips with my melted cheese. That's why I love nachos. So I essentially have glued all the separate chips together by melting them in the toaster oven. Ding! The bell is rung. They're ready. You take it out of the toaster oven. Now, on a frying pan, a lot of butter. My mouth is watering already. And I crack two eggs, and I cook them up good. But they're sunny side eggs. I didn't crack the yolk. I let them stay sunny side up. I now took that aluminum foil with my melted cheese and my nachos. And because it's in the aluminum foil, I can flip it onto the onto the plate upside down so that now the cheese is melted cheese is on the bottom of the plate and the crispy chips are now looking straight up at me right now i take those two sunny side up eggs where the yolk is still there and i put it right on top of the chips but because the aluminum foil is still there i can use it to help roll this cheesy chippy crispy concoction and make a burrito essentially out of the eggs that are inside the crispy chips with the melted cheese on the outside. And then I took La Victoria Supremo. <laughs> My mouth is watering. And I poured the jar, pretty much, of red salsa on top of that crispy chips, melted cheese, egg yolks in the center on my plate. And I took that fork and I busted into that crispy, cheesy egg yolk, started to drain out of it with the salsa on top. And put that fork in my mouth, and then I knew clachos were born. Clapper nachos. Mm, you could do this at home today. Trust me. It's going to be rainy, miserable. It's the most delicious thing you'll eat for lunch today. Treat yourself. It's going to be great. Mm, I can't wait to get home already. And tell everybody, Dr. Clapper taught me how to make this. All right, Warriors, let's talk about next week. Steve Paulette is behind the scenes. Hopefully he can still pull sound bites. If not, Rebecca is totally capable, which I love. It's what a pleasure to work with her today and going forward until this coronavirus moves on out, which it will. This too shall pass. But I'm so excited for next week. Guess who my guest is going to be? You hear me talk about my favorite Mexican restaurant of all time since I've been eating there since 1983. Oh, it's El Tarasco. In Manhattan Beach on Rosecrans and Highland. That's my place. The guacamole there is still, without a doubt, the greatest guacamole you'll ever get. And I told you the secret of their secret recipe, which I think he may get mad at me because the owner of El Tarasco is going to be my guest next week. But I don't care. I discovered what the secret in their guacamole is, which makes it so special. And I think they do it so that it stays green looking. But the side effect is it flavors it. And what is the secret ingredient? They put a drop of vinegar. Oh, anyway, next week, El Tarasco. My mouth is watering already. Until then, stay safe, stay home, wash your hands. And I look forward to help the healing next Saturday. Until then, I leave you with Volare.